Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A radio show like no other. It's Brian Kilmeade. 32 seconds to go. A one-point lead for Georgetown. Gordy the Black. The time, 18. Shot, Jordan. Michael Jordan, 14 seconds. Oh, he threw to the wrong man. Brad Brown, somehow or another, threw the ball into the hands of James Worthy. Look at Dean Smith, totally in control. Everybody going crazy. And that goes Georgetown, uh, Patrick Ewing's Georgetown uh, Hoyas. But the better story is Dean Smith got his national championship. Matt Doherty played a key role in that team. He went on to coach at the University of North Carolina, University of Notre Dame, uh, and uh, just an outstanding uh, player on Long Island, growing up on Long Island, right by him. I heard all about him. I remember him well. We actually graduated at the same time. I graduated in 82 from CW Post, a much more prestigious university in North Carolina. And he went on to a national championship, and I didn't uh, because I played soccer. Rebound is the name of his brand-new book. It's From Pain to Passion, Leadership Lessons Learned. Uh, Matt, uh, welcome to the Brian Kilmeade Show. Hey, it is really an honor. I, I listen to your show often, um, and I really admire I didn't realize you wrote uh, George Washington's Secret Six till. Uh, a couple weeks ago. That's one of my favorite books. Um, thank you for putting that together. And um, yeah, you know, the connection, East Meadow, Massapequa, um, you know, you've had great success. So thank you again. So yeah, Matt, a couple of things. It happened in our backyard, which is found fascinating. They never taught us it in school uh, because his spy no. ring was in Long Island. And then we did something on Fox Nation. So And there's more revelations, and I believe they're going to make an announcement. They found another George Washington letter. Uh, They're going to be announcing that soon, I think. Uh, More revelations on Fox Nation on George Washington's uh, spy ring, so if you guys want to get that. But, Matt, growing up, I mean, when I was reading Newsday, it would be about Matt Daugherty. I mean, not many Long Islanders go to the University of North Carolina and end up being teammates with James Worthy and this guy named uh, Michael Jordan, Sam Perkins. Everybody remember that team. You guys used to stay in college four years. We got a chance to know you. At that time, right? Um, did you know you had that potential when you were young? Were they talking Division One, Matt Doherty, when you were in eighth and ninth grade? Well, you know, Brian, growing up, and I, I, I've just shared this with another great player uh, uh, from St. Agnes, Mike Palmer. Uh, we connected on LinkedIn because I mentioned him in my in my book. You know, growing up where we grew up at that time was an awesome experience because you had so much to to choose from i had the nets the knicks the islanders the rangers the knicks uh you know the 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 giants the jets yankees um you know the mets the yankees so we had a sport for every season and we had great coaches and great families and parks and the beaches and so you all took was a ball and a dream 
And, you know, in fourth grade, I fell in love with basketball. I went to Gus Alfieri's All-American Camp at at St. Anthony's. And um, I just dreamed about playing in the NBA, playing in college basketball. And, And fortunately, I had people like my family and Bob McKillop, who was my high school coach my first two years now, the legendary coach at Davidson College, and then Dick Zeitler, that supported those dreams. And, um, you know, fortunately, I grew to be 6'7". That helped, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I dreamt about it, and I had great mentors, great great upperclassmen at Trinity that kind of led, you know, led me, um, you know, showed me the path. And uh was blessed because it was a dream, just a dream come true to play basketball at the University of North Carolina and win a national championship for Dean Smith. And, you know, people that played for him and got a chance to know him just worshipped him in a game in which there's so much screaming going on with coaches, not necessarily screaming at you, they could be screaming for you. He never seemed like that. What about his, his, what did you take from him as a leader, coach, mentor? Well, I I, I wish I took more at the time. Um, He, he was such a smart, like, don't underestimate how intelligent he was. You know, like he could have run IBM. He could have run Goldman Sachs. He could have, he was that smart and understood emotional intelligence. You know, uh, he was very emotionally intelligent, knew how to motivate people and treat everyone as a coach does, a good coach does, treats everyone fairly, but everyone different. And and I think he could push the buttons on different players mm-hmm. to get them to do things to help the team win. But ultimately, he was a servant leader. When when he died, a month later, every former player got a letter from his estate with a check for $200 that said, take your family out on Coach Smith. Thank you for, you know, being a part of his program. Are you kidding? That's no. unbelievable. No. Uh, yeah. 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 So, so yeah, Bill- I, I was reading the letter. I'm like, this is this is really weird. But it, it, it's – that's the kind of servant leader he was, Brian. So, so Matt, I got so much to talk to you about. But first off, knowing that this is a leadership book, Rebound, and you talk about your highs and your lows and then what you learned from it and where you're at now. First off, I, we all watched the Jordan special, look back at his final season. We saw that's a method of leadership. What did you take from Jordan, who was, I think, a year younger than you, uh, and you had Worthy right. and Perkins and all these great players on the team already. What did you take from a young Michael Jordan? Well, I think, Michael, um, the thing that and, – and I'd say this to my players. Listening is a talent, okay? He was a great listener. Now, that, that sounds very simple, but just think about that. How many times do you, as a coach or in your studio, hey, can you do this? Sure. And people forget or they don't concentrate – his ability to absorb information and then apply it on the court. He was a very smart player that just happened to be one of the best athletes in the world. And and you fit in on that team and were a vital member of that team. Right there, I would have been enough to go hang out at the sports bar the rest of my life and go, look what I did. But Matt wasn't done yet. So, Matt, you move on. When did you realize you wanted to coach? Well, I, I – I... Brian, you played soccer, and yep. you probably re- remember the last time they told you you – you know, it was over, whether it was in college or maybe you've tried to play pro or, you know, and that 
that love affair you have with that sport, it's real. And so when I was told by the Cleveland Cavaliers that, you know, hey, you're done, I took that as a as like a, someone who wanted a divorce. And so I'm like, screw you. And I say this in the book, screw you, basketball. I'm going to go make my name on Wall Street. So I go to Wall Street, and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to sell bond yields. I'm like, what? And then March rolls around, and everyone's bringing out their sheets, their, their brackets, and <laughs> – I'm like, man, you know, what do these coaches have on me, right? But I still wasn't all in. And then I moved to Charlotte. I quit my job, thought I was going to get in the real estate business. And a gentleman I worked for had an AAU team, and he asked me to coach his eighth-grade team. And as soon as I did that, Brian, it just felt right. And then Bob McKillop um, left Lutheran High School in, in Brookville to become the head coach at Davidson, and I was living in the Charlotte area, and um, he asked me to join his staff. And, and, and 11 years after I left Wall Street, I became the head coach at Notre Dame. Wow. And I and, tell kids all the time, you know, your life is nothing but a series of decisions and dealing with the consequences. And the better decisions you make, the better your life will be. So uh, just truly blessed to climb that ladder. And an Irish Catholic kid from Long Island being the head coach at Notre Dame was pretty cool. So then you get a call from and Bill Guthrie, who Guthridge, who's replacing Dean Smith, uh, he's leaving, and you decide yeah. to make the move on Dean Smith urging, and you become a coach yeah. of the University of North Carolina, and immediately you have success. How great yeah. was that? You're in your playing at North Carolina, the most prestigious position in college sports, and coaching the team, thriving in the national spotlight. Did you feel like you've arrived? You're going to be there 20 years. Oh, I was I was almost 40. So, you know, maybe 30 years and and be, you know, a friend of mine said, hey, how do you feel that you're never going to lose? You're going to win 20 games a year for the rest of your life, you know, and and have a chance to win a national championship every year and maybe be a Hall of Fame coach and, you know, be, you know, quite frankly, I was the national coach of the year. No one was hotter than me at that time, Brian. And then two years later, I was forced to resign. What did you do wrong, and what did you do after? Yeah, well, I, what I did wrong was I didn't manage Coach Smith well enough, really. I think that that was, that was my biggest mistake. Um, you know, he was still in the building. Um, he cast a big shadow. Uh, he, you know, when I was being recruited to take the job, I had three things I needed answered. One could I bring my staff with me to, um, you know, would it be my program to run? And three, uh, you know, my first year would be good. My second year would be bad. My third would be rebuilding. Do they understand that? And I got yeses on all those, but really that wasn't the case. And, and I should have understood that better in, in the emotional intelligence part. I didn't manage that. I should have let coach Smith run the program through me. You know, and and uh, but I got the job in July, you know, and people that understand college basketball, you know, that's late. That's in the middle of the recruiting period. So um, I was going 100 miles an hour and I made some changes. Managing change is an art. And and I didn't manage change properly. I think that's the biggest thing that I take away. And I I went on a leadership journey. You know, the, the beautiful thing about team sports, Brian, as you know, we learn like to deal with failure 
Like that sounds kind of twisted, right? But like we've dealt with failure. We've dealt with setbacks. We've dealt with adversity. So when that happens in the real world, when you're an adult in your job or in your family, you're like, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to watch the film and get better. So I said, all right, they accused me of being a bad leader. I'm going to go on a leadership journey and I'm going to get better. Because leadership is the most important, most important topic in, in any organization, but it's never formally taught. So and you so went on, I'm that's amazing. Take, so you actually went to school to the Wharton School and the University of Virginia Darden Graduate School of Business and to become a better leader. Right. That's right. I took executive courses. I didn't take, you know, I didn't get MBAs, but I took executive leadership courses there. Yes. Yeah, I want to get better. And the most exciting right. thing I read, and, and, you know, you write books. You know, someone once said, the thing that has the most impact on your life are two things, the people you meet and the books you read. And I read this book, The uh, Primal Leadership, The Art of Emotional Intelligence. I'm looking at it right now on my bookshelf by Dan Goldman. And in that book, it said, leadership is a learned behavior. And when I read that book, it gave me hope that I could be a better leader because my leadership was dragged through the mud in a press conference at UNC after I resigned. So, um, yeah, so that's what this book's all about is rebounding from failure. And how do you rebound? And the pain of losing my job because they questioned my leadership became my passion to study leadership. And now I'm an executive coach for uh, Vistage, which is the world's leading uh, executive coaching firm. I do corporate talks. Um, I work, wow. you know, one-on-one. Uh, and so that's my team. That's my fulfillment of, I still coach. It's just now I coach business executives. Rebounds, the name of the book, From Pain to Passion, Leadership Lessons Learned by Matt Darty, forward by this guy named Michael Jordan. Uh, what a life. And it, you're always learning and admit when you have some liabilities and attack your weaknesses. Uh, that's part of what you learn in sports. Sports isn't a game. It, it's, it's life on hyperspeed. And what you learn, you mm-hmm. win, you get benched, you start, you win, you lose. Bad refs, bad field, bad court, bad crowd, overcome it. And that's what a lot of people can relate to, especially with this pandemic. Things are out of your control. Well, how are you going to act? That's why this book came off on a perfect, perfect time, because we're hopefully looking on the other end of this pandemic. Everyone needs to rebound. Matt, great talking to you. I look forward to seeing you face-to-face one day. I'd love to, Brian. I really enjoy your show. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you very much. You got it. He's 6'7". I'm not. Back in a moment. Educating. Entertaining. Enlightening. You're with Brian Kilmeade. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.